This episode of I Am Sitting in a Room is brought to you by Afadi Music, music for film and media. If interested in commissioning a musical work, please email raul at afadimusic.com. That's R-A-U-L at A-F-A-R-I music.com. Hello, my name is Julian Walker, and I am sitting in a room. At the beginning of this recording, I set a timer for one hour, and until it goes off, I am not allowed to look at the timer. For the next 60 minutes, I will be talking uninterrupted. Nobody will speak to me during this hour. I may not listen to music, watch, or read anything during this hour. I may move and stand if I wish, but must stay with an earshot of the microphone at all times. There are no guidelines for what I must talk about, but it's suggested I begin by describing the room around me. This is the end of my written prompt. Okay. So, I am currently in my new room in Oklahoma City. Um, I... To my left, I've got a window overlooking the um, balcony and my piano in front of it, right directly in front of me. I have my bookshelf that uh, my girlfriend just helped me organize, color-coded, that looks pretty uh, pretty nice, pretty aesthetically pleasing. Um, To my right, I have... Uh, a mirror closet and behind me I have my Targaryen banner because I love Game of Thrones and I'm currently sitting on my bed um, slowly eating some like day old waffles probably two day old waffles um, and yeah uh, I'm not gonna lie, I tried to do this, um, I tried to do this yesterday, and I kinda failed at it, my brain was a little scattered, and I couldn't get full thoughts out, so I wanted to start over before I got too deep into it, um, so I'm starting this morning with a fresh mind. Um, hoping that I'll be a little bit better at it. Um, but yeah, today I am kind of just chilling. I have an interview with the Amazon warehouse, um, to work this summer because I'm trying to start saving up money for uh, another car because this past October... There was an ice storm in the middle of October, the most random time for an ice storm, and all of the leaves and everything were still on the trees. They hadn't fallen off yet, so all of the ice were was weighing down the branches, and my car was parked in front of um, White House. Some people will know White House, um, and not the White House for people who don't know, but... White House, a school of drama house in Norman, and a giant branch 
a gigantic branch fell right on top of my car and like completely totaled it. Um, <clears throat> and my insurance didn't really cover anything at all. So I kind of had to start over and that's why I'm doing this summer job. Hopefully just to, you know, save up money. Also saving up money for this new place, which is really nice that we got at a pretty good price, but you know, it's something to really, I don't know, something to put some work into because it's really nice and it's kind of a new start. So hopefully <clears throat> we'll see what Amazon says, but yeah, so far so good. Um, start to the day. Um, <clears throat> this past weekend was probably one of the longest, most eventful weekends that I've had. Um, it was a really good one. We, um, what is it? It's Monday. So Sunday, Saturday, <coughs> Saturday evening, there was this, um, music kind of like front yard music fest at uh at one of my friends houses um and at Matt Bannister's house and there were like multiple acts playing and um uh my friend my like one of my best friends and my roommate's best friends race Ricketts was playing um, his first live show of the year, and it was so, it was amazing, it was so cool, it was such a special moment to, you know, get to share with people, and there were just, like, so many people, everybody was talking to each other, everybody was just so happy to see each other, because it was kind of the first, like, I don't know, there's something about, like, music after COVID, I feel like, and people were just so happy to see everybody and kind of everybody feeling the same vibes, just drinking and having fun. Um, <clears throat> and race was amazing. And uh, Monty, who also performed and like all of the other acts were great. And it was just such a great time to see people. And after all the music was done, people were kind of just standing around the front yard just talking in different groups just no one like everyone was kind of just enjoying the vibe just talking to everybody and it was just so nice to see that you know like it's been so long since people have had any real interaction with people so I feel like everybody was <clears throat> kind of ready to get back into it and it was just it was really nice it was definitely one of the best weekends I've had. And then last night was the uh, the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. And I don't even think I really need to, I don't think I need to talk about that, but what a crazy world we're living in. What a crazy world we're living in that Logan Paul, I can't, I can't. But yeah, how are you guys doing? You guys doing good? I'm doing good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm really excited about this place. Um, 
it feels like a, you know, a clear, a clear transition um, from when I was in Norman. Just because, you know, like in Norman, all of your friends are pretty close to you. You can drive down the street and like see somebody on every single street you pass, like Main Street, you can wave and see somebody you know from class. But in the city, it's kind of, it's a completely different vibe just because there's so many people here. And this is the first time I've ever really lived in a city. Um, well, I guess besides, uh, no, yeah, like live directly in the city for sure. So it's a weird, you know, it's me and Craig right now living in uh, Oklahoma City together, and we're living in this like uh, this complex called Hemingway, and it's just weird. It's like a gated off community, like kind of a bougie, a little bougie like complex within within Oklahoma City and it's just weird to see all these old people walking their dogs like it's just weird not to see a bunch of college people anymore it's actual people who are living their lives and trying to start their lives and it's like it's it's I feel like both it's scary it's weird but also like just it's inspiring too just because you know like we're actually out here trying to do what we're trying to do and I don't know it's just weird it's um yeah I don't know this summer is just kind of all about like <clears throat> getting our footing and it's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to, what am I trying to say? We're just like, I mean, we're just starting out. Like we haven't been doing this very long. We just moved in this past week. Like, Today kind of marks our first, I guess, whole week of living here. Um, but this past week was just so stressful just because, you know, just trying to get a job, like, and really getting stuff started and really trying to work on <clears throat> what I want to be working on, which is, like, creative stuff. I don't want to be doing... I don't know. There's just, I, I, there's always, I feel like the irrational fear of getting stuck somewhere that you don't necessarily want to be. Not necessarily, not that I don't want to be here, but I have lived in Oklahoma for like 14 plus years. Um, I moved from, uh, Atlanta, Georgia when I was, six and then moved to Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, which was kind of a drastic culture difference for me. Um, and I, I don't know. It's there, there is a lot of stuff. There were people that I liked 
that uh, that were great to me, but overall, especially in Edmund, it just wasn't. <clears throat> it just wasn't. I feel like I don't know. Ugh, ugh. I don't. Know. I feel like if you're from Edmund, you know, like you know the people that live in Edmund, um, and it's just it's tough. Just because there's a lot of lot of cultural difference there, and people trying to, I don't know, it's weird. But I just want to get out of here. That's my main thing. But you know, just little baby steps. Just trying to figure all this stuff out. But I'm sorry, I'm eating a waffle. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm really excited to um I I'm a writer. I really like to write. Um I went to OU School of Drama for acting. <clears throat> Um, in 2000, what was it, 16, 17, I don't even know anymore. Um, and that was, you know, like, looking back on it, it was definitely one of, <clears throat> like, the best experiences I've had. Not necessarily, um, like, not necessarily due to like curriculum and f like certain faculty but the family that I did create there through some of the faculty and through um the students there really I feel like gave me great perspective and really helped me determine who I want to be and what I want to achieve um I left school um, right, I left school the semester before the COVID semester. So that was my first semester junior year. After that semester, I left school because I just couldn't afford it. Um, I wasn't really, I, I kind of knew in the very beginning of going to school that I wasn't going to afford it. I, I wanted to work toward it, of course. Like, I wanted to do what I could to stay there. But after a while of staying there, I think I just... I don't know. I kind of lost my... I don't know. I lost my deep, like, passion for acting. I still love to act, of course. I think it's... it's I, I don't know. It's still one of my favorite outlets creatively. Um, but I feel like something that I realized while I was in college and rekindled was my love for writing. Like I've written for as long as I can remember. Um, <clears throat> ever, yeah, I've, I've been writing, I think it's, I don't know. I've, I've written for, for as long as I can remember, but acting kind of, took the reins of it for a little while through high school and college just because I wanted to I was 
putting all of my effort into research and really developing like acting. So I didn't write that much. I didn't write my own stuff. Um, but I feel like it's people like, like shout out Diego, people like that, people like y'all and through like people who are taking playwriting that I really realized that how much I love writing and developing plot and um, scripts and really, I don't know, there's something about writing that to me is just creativity at its most pure form. It's taking anything in your mind and developing it into something that means something to you and is relatable to others, hopefully, possibly, and if not, it doesn't even matter, you know, it's like, you can write, you can, I mean, you can act for yourself, of course, but like, you can, writing is just, I feel like so much more therapeutic uh, for me, especially because it's hard for me to get my words out sometime, which is something that I'm really trying to practice. I'm trying to learn how to fully develop ideas in my head before saying them and just, you know, because I feel like I have a tendency of just kind of blurting out whatever comes out of my mouth rather than fully forming it and fully thinking it in my head. So writing it down, I feel like has really, it really helps me to... I don't know, it helps me to think before I speak because I want everything, I want what I say to make sense and blah, 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 but you kind of get it. Um, but I've been... Um, this past, I think it's been like about um, like a year and a half, I've been trying to um, make music, start making music. And I know like everybody is trying to make music right now. I know it's like, ev- I don't know, everybody's trying to make music right now. Um, but it's been, I've always had a connection with music through my uh, family, through my dad's side mainly. <clears throat> uh, my dad is a gospel singer. Um, he's, I mean, none of y'all would know him, but like he's, he's always been kind of like popular within his, within like the, I don't know, the gospel circles, I guess you would call it. Um, but he's one of the best singers that I've ever heard in my life. And his mom was stepmom. My grandma really, I feel like, got him and um, his sisters into into singing and music. And my dad has always just had a really diverse uh, taste in music, a great ear for music. So he taught me and my sisters really early. Um, we always sang together. We would sing together at like a bunch of different churches. Like we would go around 
and sing as a trio and sometimes sing with our dad and we had our little three-part harmony i was tenor my um uh my <clears throat> the oldest sister angel was alto and then my sister brie was uh soprano <clears throat> and so music has always kind of been a thing in my life that's brought me a lot of joy and I have a lot of vivid memories specifically associated with um the music in my past so um I feel like um my sister Brie who was the um, the uh Ugh, why can't I talk? My sister Brie was older than me, and she was the youngest sister. So my oldest sister, Angel, lives in Oklahoma City right now um, with her husband and her uh, little daughter, Sayla, who's the cutest thing. Um, and my sister Brie uh, passed away in 2012 in September. Um, and she had a daughter who, uh, she named after my sister Angel or Angelina. Well, my sister's name is Angelina and Brie named her daughter Angelina after my sister. Um, and Angelina, my niece lives with my <clears throat> parents who are living in Atlanta right now but um just a preface but I feel like after uh, my sister Brie died it was just it was weird for me and my sister Angel to um do music after that just because we had always been, well, I mean, she was kind of the one who, she was kind of the musical genius of our trio. She wrote, she was writing songs when she was like seven or younger. I don't, like she was writing songs really, really young and she was, she had the best voice and I don't know. She was always kind of like an inspiration to us musically just because I feel like she really took the she really took hold on it. And I was kind of too young to really know. So I was just looking up to her, you know, and. um, So it was weird. To keep doing music when the person. I don't know, the person. I don't know, it just didn't seem right. It it fell off balance, like, even singing. Like, I, I, I know, like, because my mom always wanted to hear us sing all the time. Um, like, even, af of course, like, after my sister's death, but we just felt weird about it just because we didn't have that third person. We'd done it for years. We'd sang together for years. We, like did so many things musically for years and not having a core 
part of that group just I don't know it just kind of I don't know it's weird but it took me a little while to kind of get through some trauma um, and start thinking outside of my own self <clears throat> and realizing realizing what I really wanted to do and and how I wanted to I don't know how I wanted to let me start over I realized that I wanted to make something of my sister's name and of her legacy in some way. And music to me felt like the obvious answer to that. I feel like it's just, it, I mean, there's just so much emotion and so much nostalgia and so much weight to the music of our past. And I don't, and I'm not trying to be sad. I'm so sorry. I don't want to be, I'm, I promise I'm not trying to bring this like down. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's, I feel like music kind of came, it came back into my life through like, like while being in college, like through my, through Craig, my roommate, um, and <clears throat> just through people and seeing how it really affects people genuinely. And I feel like it helped me really rekindle that side of myself and really understand. I don't know. There's just something about it. There's just something that's... There's like an essence to it that... It's like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I feel like y'all kind of know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. So that's, I'm just trying to, I've just been writing a lot more, not even just music, but um, poetry and uh, scripts and like plenty of things just to kind of keep my mind going. But music is the main one that I'm focusing on. I'm studying um, music theory for myself. Um, I'm learning guitar myself and I'm teaching myself piano just because I want to, I feel like the best way that I'm going to communicate with the world is through music and through my writing. And I just want to be as equipped as possible. You know, I want to learn the end, like I want to learn everything about it. I want it because it's just like another language. It's like learning a language, which I'm also trying to do. I'm also trying to learn Spanish. <clears throat> Diego knows 
Um, um, and I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just ran, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to get into my routines here in Oklahoma City in order <clears throat> to become the person that I really want to be. I just want to learn everything. I love to learn. I love crosswords. I love trivia. Um, I love grammar. I love like vocab. I love all that kind of stuff. I love to read. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of I don't know. I just kind of been chilling. Um, hmm. I trying to keep talking. Um, I don't know. I, um, I've been, I don't know. There's just kind of a weird period in my life right now, just because it's, I'm kind of stuck in between like really trying to get my responsibilities right now and doing my creative stuff as well. So right now it's hard to really find the balance. So I feel, I feel just a little, Not, I guess, lost because I know what I want to do, but I just don't feel entirely fulfilled right now because I'm not doing what I know that I want to do. But this, like, it's so, it's kind of like weekends, like this past weekend, um, after having a whole week of, like, hard work, it's always nice to know, it's always nice to have a day or two to really kind of treat yourself and really I feel like that's something that I'm realizing as an adult now is it really is just work now like it's it's just constant constant work and maybe a couple days of relaxation and play but it's just mostly gonna be work and these days and these weeks have been going by so fast just because I feel like my head's just been kind of, it's, I've just, I don't know, I've just been trying to really get stuff figured out, and it just feels like it's moving by so fast, but, I don't know, adulthood is really, really weird. I definitely had this past year, like, a multiple quarter-life crises, just kind of, thinking about what I want to do and, you know, second guessing my own dreams and my own aspirations. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very, very optimistic. Um, but to a fault to where it turns into procrastination, like I'm so optimistic. I set so many goals um, for myself to achieve that I can't focus on any of them, you know, like it's hard for me to focus 
on the little details of things building up to the bigger picture just because and I mean I'm sure everyone's this way just because I want to get to the bigger picture so quickly but I just don't have the resources I'm not in the current I don't I'm not in the current circumstances to where I can just achieve things that fast you know I don't have any connection I've lived in Oklahoma the suburbs my entire life I this is my first time in the city where things you know feel like they could at least like start to pick up you know it's just been I've just been living around a lot of old white people a lot of annoying preppy white people um and I don't know I feel like I feel like my, and I feel like it also happened after my, possibly after my sister passed away, but I feel like for years, for a a while, my mind was just kind of dull. I feel like I wasn't thinking. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I kind of had this revelation earlier this year, but I just thought, like, I just feel like I haven't been, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I've been trying to be better at Okay, let me start over. There's people that I know um, that think, like my girlfriend and like a bunch of other people that I know that think all the time. And earlier this year to me, that just seemed crazy. I'm like, how can you think all the time? Because I feel like I just don't really, I feel like my mind is always kind of, I don't know. It just, I feel like for a while, I've, I just had kind of like a cloud just in my mind the entire time that was clouding every, all of my thoughts. So I never had a full thought, like a full, complete thought, unless it was maybe creative because I'm sure, like I've exercised that part of my mind, but like, just like logical and like methodical thinking I don't know and it just and I feel like it also came with like college and like not feeling like super motivated and not having like my only responsibility really being the creative side of things and not thinking about my future goals and like how I was going to possibly achieve them and really setting up um, logical courses of action for my life that side of things just never I don't know and it's it's weird to have people like my girlfriend I feel like has really helped me put a lot of those kinds of things into perspective just because she she's a very methodical thinker she thinks all the time and I always found that so admirable because 
I don't know. I just felt, I've, I've felt, I don't know. I just, I've just felt so dull. Like, um, oh, this is so hard. I don't know. See, this is, I feel like this is the perfect example of me not being able to complete a full thought on my own. Like, I'm talking for this long, just, especially about myself. I, I like to listen a lot. I'm very quiet. Um, so I love to listen to other people and really take in what they're saying rather than expressing all of my own opinions. Um, I feel like for a while, I never really, I'm just, I'm so antisocial and I never, I want to, I've always wanted to avoid any kind of drama, any kind of conflict, any negativity at all. And I feel like I've always been fearful that what I might say might offend someone or I don't know. I've, I just, I've always been taught and I feel like growing up in in Edmond, Oklahoma kind of made me that way a little bit too. Um just because it's tough. Like I've always grown up trying to be as safe as safe as possible. Like with what I who I interact with and what I say to people and just so I've always kind of sat back and listened rather than talking. And of course, there's, there's a time for both and it's finding the equal balance in both. But see, there it is again. I can't even complete a full thought. I've just... Stepping into responsibility and, you know, going in for interviews and trying to make genuine connections with people, I feel like it's something that I've really been thrust into this year specifically, just really, really hard. And it's it's scary and it's so nerve wracking just because I'm not used to it. But I know that in order for me to get to where I want to be, I have to be able to make connection. I have to be able to communicate with people and relate to people. You know, like I have to, it's, I just, I just can't sit back and, and like just watch and listen anymore. I've, I've done that. I feel like I've just done it for years and 
Of course, it's always the safest thing to do. It's always the safest thing to do just to sit back and listen and kind of hold all of your opinions in your head. I guess only speaking when it's absolutely like like brutally necessary. But there's something now that I find about just talking to people and being able to hold a conversation like I was not able to hold conversations with people like this year I feel like I've learned so much about a lot of people because I've been able to look them in the eye and go off of what they were saying and actually like say something back to them that they can relate to and they can they can reply to in a genuine way and I don't know. It's weird that that's so alien to me because like eye contact, I feel like is all, is also a thing um, that goes hand in hand with that. Like I was, I'm, I was not really great at making eye contact with people. And that's literally one of the most, I feel like, genuine things that people can do with you to know that they're listening and attentive <clears throat> is holding eye contact. And for as long as I can remember, I was always one of those people that would like dart, like I would take a little glance and then dart away just because making eye contact with people is, I don't know why it's so scary. I don't know why it's like, terrifying but it kind of is like you don't want to make too much eye contact because then you're like oh do they think that I'm weird that I'm staring them down or if you're not making enough eye contact then hello oh hold on one second go that was Craig everybody that was Craig <laughs> um but I don't know it's it's just a weird I feel like I've just been really analyzing how to be more human I guess just really honing in on the things that I know have brought me so much trouble in the past and so much weight and just try really trying to because I know the person that I want to be I know like I want to be able to walk in somewhere and you know people see me and they know that they can hold a genuine conversation with me and I will, I'll tell them like straight up to their face what they need to hear. Like, but I can also be the person that they can come to that, you know, that they just need, if they need comfort, if they need anything. I've just always, I've always just wanted to be a good person 
Um, I've always kind of, I have a lot of pride in uh, positivity and the effects of positivity. I've never liked negativity. That's why I've always just tried to avoid it. But it's like you can't avoid negativity because sometimes it's necessary. So it's like, I don't know. It's just finding little things like that. Like if you've ever seen, <clears throat> and I guess this isn't negativity, but um, Inside Out, that Pixar movie, um, where Joy is just trying so hard to make, uh, what's her name, Riley? Joy is like always trying to make Riley feel joy and be happy constantly all the time. But over the course of the movie, we see how important the other emotions are in humanity. And there's how many lessons there are to learn with all emotions, with all like circumstances, there's so many things to learn. Of course, the end goal is always going to be positivity and overcoming and trying to learn from any of like the sadness, any of the mistakes, any like all of the anger, but all of that is necessary for a person to grow in general. You can't just avoid specific things you're gonna have to endure every little part of it and it's just how you overcome it now i just sound like a i sound like Dwayne rock johnson giving a inspirational speech but i don't know that's kind of what i've been working on a lot with myself is just not being afraid to just not being afraid in general, not being afraid to speak my mind and have people combat my opinions or my feelings. Because in some way, I'm going to grow from that. Like some way, I don't know how, but like any obstacle that comes, oh my God, I'm going to stop. I sound too, I don't know. But I feel like mentally, I think I feel the best that I've ever felt. Um, I mean, of course, I'm still like super stressed about all of the things that I have to do this year and all of the respon all of the responsibility that I'm taking on this year kind of being thrust into adulthood right after covid but throughout college I well ever since my sister died I think I've just I've been really, really, really just constantly depressed. And I suffered, especially in college, I was uh, I was the most depressed I've ever been. I had like multiple panic attacks. Um, 
just because I didn't know how to deal with the emotion and and the conflict and so much that was going on it just all felt overwhelming to me but I've I don't know I've realized I've realized a lot and I've realized a lot about myself I've been kind of talking to myself like internally a lot more like using I love psychology too so I love talking about like the effects of like the subconscious and the conscious mind on things and I feel like my subconscious was <clears throat> my subconscious was programmed in a specific way after my sister died that to where being depressed was my complete comfort zone and anytime anything felt too much for me, anytime anything like, I don't know, anytime anything overwhelmed me, my mind would just go into like my depression mode. And I just felt like it's just like a huge cloud on my head just weighing me down and I nothing could ever possibly make me happy because my subconscious was programmed that way and that's my comfort zone and it had been I realized throughout high school like I didn't even realize until college that I had this zone that I went into all the time I, d I literally didn't realize it until college until like people who were important to me like I didn't really, I never dated anybody until I got to college. So I never had, you know, anybody else holding me, you know, holding me accountable, you know, like once I had people and of course I love my family and like they always, you know, but they were also going through a lot of the same things that I was going through. So it was hard. I feel like for us to really effectively communicate with each other about it. So it's when I was in a different environment around completely different people that I really cared about that I realized it. And it just, I realized how much I have to think. I've realized in order to overcome the comfort zone that my subconscious has set, I have to use my conscious mind to combat it, to actively, presently combat it. Like, I tell myself, like, anytime, I feel like I have, I've got two dialogues kind of going in my head constantly. And it's my subconscious telling me what I need to do normally, what I usually do. But then my conscious mind will kick in and be like, no, don't do that. You need to do this because this is going to help you in this way. And because I know what I need to do, but it's just so easy to fall back into that zone and really get nestled in it for a long period of time. But it's just not as fun. Like I've realized it's not as fun just 
going back into the comfort zone because then you're not experiencing anything. Like, life is just, I don't know. I feel like, and as, I don't know, as a, as like a young person, I feel like everybody, I feel like all people, all young people just kind of want to always escape into their own world, into their own state of mind, into their own kind of more selfish way of mind. But I've realized that it's truly just not as fun. Like, if I were given the choice, if, like, say it's, like, two years ago or, like, three years ago, my sophomore year, and my friends are, like, saying that they want to go out somewhere, maybe, like, go to karaoke or something, my subconscious mind would be like, no, I'm not going to do that because... Like, this and this and this could happen. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to sing. I don't want to do anything like that. So I'll just reserve. I'll just, like, go back into my little corner rather than using, you know, my conscious mind to actually propel myself forward and possibly experience one of the best nights of my life, you know? And I feel like... It's really just going out and kind of taking the risks because we don't know what the risks are going to bring. And it could be something like that you, uh, it could be something negative, but it's always, it's always the after, you know, it's always what comes after that. And what you learn from it, what you've gained from that negative experience. And if it's positive, like, which it most likely it probably will be if you're just kind of taking, I don't know, it's just a little, it's just little steps forward. It's really not getting trapped in your own mind, not getting trapped in your same basic ways of life is and not saying that I'm not you know criticizing anyone not calling anybody basic but there's just something more fun about experience and I don't I've realized that it's it really is adulthood it's crazy like I've really realized how precious life is in this point in my life. And I know that's the most typical thing to say, but life really is so precious. And I want every moment to be an active present decision that I make on my behalf for the better. I don't want to fall into the same routine. I don't want to limit myself because there's, I don't know, there's just, there's so many ways that I feel like you can be limited by life and just kind of 
do the same thing every single day, like maintain the same psyche, maintain the same, like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's a lot. There's so many different cultures that I want to experience. There's so many, there's too many things in the world that are so special to so many different people that I don't even know about, that I want to know about, you know, like, life is here to, for the experience. It's not, I just feel like we're not here to fall into the same, the same basic patterns, like maintaining the same attitude in life for like 50 plus years. We're experiencing life to experience it in its, at its fullest. And I don't know. This is how I think. This is these are the kinds of things that I think about. I really I always get super like psychological and existential. Um I've never nihilism has never really nihilism is not my forte. I love I love the I don't know. I love the mystery and possibility of life a lot. And I think it's just so cool to think about. Um, Just because, I don't know, every day can be new. You can do anything you really want to. And I don't know. As long, I don't know. I don't know. But... uh, Um... This summer, um, <clears throat> after I get this job, I'm going to be uh, devoting all of my time to music and um, learning music and writing and really perfecting writing in order to hopefully release like a three or four song EP later on. But... I wanted to be able to encapsulate, you know, what I kind of just talked about and like just experiencing life. And it's going to take a lot of time, but I don't know. I just want to be, and when I look back on everything that I've done, I, of course I want to do a lot of things for myself, but I just want to make everybody else happy and I want to give people something that they can hold on to that will mean something to them for the rest of their lives. And 
something that'll give them more reassurance in living life and really experiencing it just because it's, I mean, it's just cool. It's such a cool thing. And I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to show my side of it and see if people feel the same way, you know, it's always, I feel like that's what's really cool about music is it's just, it truly is just capturing your own viewpoint and the way that life looks and sounds and feels and smells to you and hoping that there's people out there that feel the same way and that it resonates with. And that's one of the most special things I think in life Like nothing can, there's very few things that, there's very few things that can effectively do that. And I feel like music is just a way to encapsulate it, encapsulate the feeling. Just, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I don't know. I'm working. I'm trying. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm also just trying to write. I don't know, write a lot of scripts. I just want to give people something. Um, hmm. I'm trying to see what I'm going to do later on today. After this interview, <clears throat> probably going to watch a movie. The con the new Conjuring movie came out. Gotta watch that because I love horror movies. Um, that new Corella movie's out. I don't know. Um, um I. Um grateful I'm I procrastinated on this for so long just because I didn't know how I would I don't know, I just didn't know how I would keep on I don't know. It's just I don't talk about myself like this for very long. It just feels so weird to me and I'm usually, like I said, I listen a lot of times, so talking about myself for this long, I feel like it's nice to put things into perspective and really know what I'm saying and what I'm thinking out loud. And it really, I feel like it really does show me what kind of person I am and what I want to work on. But but it's, I don't know. That's one thing. 
I have to stop saying I don't know. <clears throat> As filler, that's one of the most annoying things I see about myself. Because um, I usually do know. I just don't want to complete the thought. I just don't. I, I feel like I don't know. It's just kind of my punctuation to, I don't know. See, oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm trying to start reading more. I, um, Kevin Cook gave me this Ranger's Apprentice series that I'm looking at right now on my bookshelf that I'm trying to finish, um, and it's pretty good so far. I'm almost done with the first book, but I really want to, I just really like to learn things. I really like to know things. And I used to read all the time whenever I was younger. And I don't know why I fell out of it. That was probably... It was during middle school and probably like popularity complex and, you know, seeking attention. I, I don't know. I didn't want to be seen as a specific type of person, I guess, in middle school. But books are so fun. And I don't know. I'm trying to feed my brain more, give it more fuel. Give myself more time to think about things fully. Being able to fully form opinions. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so what are you guys up to? What are you doing? I don't know how much time I have left. And I know I need to fill it with something. But it's, it's weird to talk nonstop without uh, not knowing time. Um... It's cloudy outside right now. I can see through my window. A nice kind of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban type vibe, which I might put on right after this because they're all on HBO right now. Not for long because J.K. Rowling is greedy. Um... But it's a nice vibe. It's good. Um, I don't know. I've also realized how much I love people. I feel like this past month, <laughs> I've forgot how much people really do mean a lot to me. Um... My, like, my best friends, Craig, Race, my um, girlfriend, Haley, like, all of my friends, White House, Max, um, Merhawi, my twin. There's just so many people that I've learned a lot from and I really value Um,
and <laughs> I realize that I've gone over my time, so I didn't hear a, uh, okay. Well, here you go, Diego. Love you. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry it took me so long. Um, but this has been very therapeutic. I feel like I've learned a lot about myself, you know, that I really needed to say out loud. Um, and yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. I Am Sitting in a Room is a co-cast network and collective arts production. Created by Anthony Wilkinson and Rachel Bandy. Music by Raul Riverapun. Edited by Diego de la Espriella. All CoCast Network productions are made possible by our Patreon supporters. You can find us at patreon.com slash coarts. That's patreon.com slash c-o-a-r-t-s. If you are interested in being featured in an episode, please email co.artsproductions at gmail.com. And that's co.artsproductions at gmail.com.